is LBC from Global, leading Britain's conversation, Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Um, it'd be a good reality television show, I was just thinking. Uh, sending a bunch of Brexiters to go and pick fruit and vegetable uh, crops in the, in the fields of Great Britain while high-fiving each other about the abolition of freedom of movement. If you're listening, Channel 5, uh, you can have that one for nothing. Uh, time now for Much Lighter Fair. It is Thursday. It is shortly after 12 noon. It is, therefore, Mystery Hour. Epic acts of God notwithstanding, this should see us through till Fogarty time. The way it works is this. Get the kids as well. You can turn the radio back on. What a stupid thing to say. If you've currently got the radio off and I sit here and say you can turn it on now. Reminds me of the time. Did I ever tell you this? It reminds me of the time when I was nanoseconds away from suggesting live on air that we should have a phone in about people who live without phones and that if you don't have a phone... You should call me on 0345 6060 973 and tell me via your phone what it's like not to have a phone. Thankfully, I never did that, although I did just suggest to people who've currently got their radios off that they can now turn them back on again. What I meant to say was if you've been keeping the children out of the room because the coronavirus diet is relatively dismal and dispiriting, then you can usher them back in again. If you're enjoying the peace, leave them. Don't, 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 you know... Don't do anything you don't need to do. But if you, you, you feel they might enjoy Mystery Hour, quite a few people adding it to their homeschooling schedules, then uh, go and get them now. Get the youngsters now. And even perhaps get them involved, although I can't take any calls to air from, uh, from minors unless, they have, unless we can establish that they've got their parents' permission. Um, the way it works is this. Someone rings in with a question. It, it might be silly. It might be deadly serious. It might be scientific or it might be... Um, utterly spurious the point is that somebody else listening to the program will know the answer and they will then ring in with the answer what they're not allowed to do what you're not allowed to do yet you yes you what you're not allowed to do is look anything up it would make an entire mockery of mystery hour mystery hour was conceived i can almost remember mystery hour was conceived as a celebration of knowledge it was a sort of recognition that the younger generation um Although, unlike the last fellow on the line, I, I don't resent the fact that life is a little bit easier now than it was when we had rationing and rickets. But the younger generation um, don't have to worry about the stuff we had to worry about. They don't have to remember stuff, do they? I mean, you can take your calculator into your maths exam and you can Google when you're doing your homework pretty much everything under the sun. We know that, but we still like, whatever our age may be, we still like education, illumination, elucidation knowledge it's good to know stuff even if the facts are at your fingertips it's even better to have them rattling around in your noggin seven minutes after 12 is the time the number you need to join in is 03456060973 if you hear somebody ask a question to which you know the answer then um uh, get in touch and if i am impressed by your credentials which could be as shallow as having heard the relevant information on television last night or you might have a phd or be a professor of the public understanding of science at the university of brighton although he of course is currently very busy making hand sanitizer seven after 12 let's go to tooting jacob is there jacob question or answer question carry on jacob how does stripey toothpaste get in its tube and keep stripey when it comes out how does stripy toothpaste get in its tube and stay stripy when it comes out? I love that question. How old are you, Jacob? Eleven. Yeah. Eleven years old. And have you brushed your teeth today? Yes. 
Was the toothpaste stripy? Yes. Do you know what that's called? No. Research, Jacob, research. And you've done your research, which is why the question gets on the board. If anybody can answer that, you know what to do. Mind how you go, Jacob. Thank you for the call. How does stripy toothpaste get its stripes? Uh, Polly's in Watford. Polly, question or answer? Um, it's a question, please. Carry on, Polly. Um, if two bees from different hives land on the same flower, do they fight over the pollen? <laughs> now, I just asked Jacob if he'd done his research about his question regarding stripy toothpaste. So I have to ask you whether or not you've spent much time in the garden looking for a bee fight. Um, I've spent time in the garden, but I haven't been looking for bees fighting. You haven't stumbled across any bees having a bit of a scrap over a tulip? No. So we need to know from a botanist or a scientist whether or not two bees, they might even be from the same hive, although normally they'd work together quite well. What, do, do bees fight over pollen? Yeah. I love that question. I shall try and find out for you. How old are you, Polly? I'm 10. How are you finding the lockdown? Um, good and bad. Well can't say fairer than that, Polly. You covered every, every possible acre of ground available. So we need to know about stripy toothpaste and whether bees fight over pollen. 03456060973 is the number you need to answer those questions or indeed to ask your own. Uh, Lily is in Wimbledon. Lily, question or answer? Um, question. Hi, Lily. What's your question? Hello. My, my question is... Can you see cold-blooded animals through infrared cameras? What would be an example of a cold-blooded animal? Can we think of one? Um, sort of reptiles are cold-blooded, aren't they? Snakes, snakes, lizards or and snakes. Lizards or something. And it, because right. infrared cameras, right. we think, pick up heat, would they yeah. pick up cold-blooded animals? That's a really good question. I like it. How old are you, Lily? Nine. You're nine. nine. Do you know, my first, call, my first caller today, Jacob, was 11. My second caller, Polly, was 10. My third caller, Lily, is nine. If this follows a pattern, Lily, how old is my next caller going to be? Eight. Ah, you're good. Yeah, I can't believe you couldn't work out the infrared camera question for yourself, but I shall try... I shall try and get you an answer for it. Thank you, Lily. That's a really lovely question. We're, we're being spoiled today. We've got loads of brilliant questions. Um, Serena is in Goffsoak. Serena, question or answer? Question. How old are you, Serena? Seven. Oh, when are you eight? 14th of January next year. That's, that's the day after my birthday. Did you know that? No. How spooky is that? I sense I'm a lot more interested in that statistic than you are. What is your question, Serena? What is the first board game ever made? Oh, the very first board game. That's a great question. What's your favourite? Labyrinth. Labyrinth? Yeah. I don't think I know that one. I shall try to find out for you. Serena, that's a brilliant question. Actually, one of the best we've ever had. All the questions today have been first class. How does toothpaste get its stripes? Do bees fight over pollen? Do infrared cameras pick up cold-blooded animals? And what was the first ever board game? Time for a couple more questions. Anne is in Barnes. Anne, question or answer? Um, it's a question, James. And how old are you, Annie? Well, 
I wish I could say I was nine, but I'm a wee bit older than that, I'm afraid. <laughs> like by about totally 40 by years. surprise. <laughs> you and me both. What's your What's your question? Well, my question is quite simply: Why do tins of food have ridges in them? And bearing in mind it, we're in lockdown and buying lots of yes. tins. Yes. Things, things like tins of ravioli, tins of soup, tins of sort of thickish liquid in them. And it's yes. infuriating. You pour the tin into the saucepan and you can you get the other bits out there? No, they're all stuck in the ridges. And I'm permanently... Oh, I just, yes, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. And I just... And then it gets stuck in the rim and you just can't deal with it. It's just such a... It's just such a waste of... And I just can't see why... It seems like a design fault. It seems like a design fault when it comes to emptying the tin. I suspect the answer is going to involve a, some sort of structural engineering, but I'm, well, but I'm not going to move into the realm, but realms it seems, of speculation myself. Because it doesn't seem to be... That it, that it would take up less space on a shelf or anything, because they're kind of round well, on the It might be more strong. It might give it a rigidity. If, you, um, mm. if you've got a freshly boiled... I mean, usually I, I just... If I'm doing tin tomatoes, for example, for for a pasta sauce, I I, I do get irritated yeah. by what you describe. But a quick yeah. rinse with a tiny little bit of boiling water, and you can just pour that straight into the pan. Ah, exactly. If you really what worry, I do. or a bit yeah. of milk. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. Yes, but that Ooh, doesn't milk. get that doesn't bold. get it all out, and it doesn't get. The, no, the I appreciate you still in the rim. Yes. Yes, you've still got some detritus in the rim. I shall, uh, I shall try and find you an answer. Not, not, in, not to your emptying problems, but at least to the question of why the ridges exist. Thank you, Annie, um, who just, I think, increased the average age of callers to this week's Mystery Hour by about 200%. So how does toothpaste get its stripes? Do bees ever fight over pollen? Do infrared cameras detect cold-blooded animals? What was the first ever board game? Do you know, I can't wait to find out the answer to that. I got a feeling, but... Um, feelings are no use in the marketplace of facts that is mystery hour and why do tin cans have ridges when it makes getting the contents of the tin cans completely out of the tin cans almost impossible it's coming up to quarter past 12 you're listening to mystery hour with me james o'brien on lbc this is lbc Mystery Hour on LBC with James O'Brien. Call 0345 6060 12.16 is the time and you are listening to a special edition of Mystery Hour which is confined largely to younger listeners like Jacob, Polly, Lily and Serena. Um, lots of great questions. I'll remind you of them as and when I get the opportunity to do so. But remember, if you know the answers to any of the questions that we've already asked... I would love you to, to, to ring in and share them. So we've got stripy toothpaste, bees fighting over pollen, infrared cameras and cold-blooded animals, the very first board game, and why tin cans are ridged, given that the ridged ridges make getting the grub out of the can much harder than it would otherwise be. 17 after 12 is the time, and Hannah is in Croydon. Hannah, question or answer? Question. Carry on. What is it? A question. 
Okay, if you just get your mum or your dad to turn the radio off, Hannah, and I'll come back to you in one minute. All right, my love. Don't 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 worry. I'll definitely be coming back to you, but but we can't have the radio echoing in the background. It's not your fault. It's all your daddy's fault or your mummy's fault or whoever's looking after you today. Summer is in Enfield. Summer, question or answer? A question. Carry on. Um, who decided to think of a twenty-four hour clock? As in. Why 24 hours divided into 60 and 60 and not 30 hours or 50 hours divided into 10 and no, 100? No, like, such as who would think to say that at, when it's after 12, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, who thought that it could be 1,300 hours? I think the 24-hour clock came before the 12-hour clock did. I just, I just want to be sure that I understand your question. Um, so, like, do, do, go on. Uh, so... If after 12, if, if it was, because if one in the morning is 1.00, and then if, yes. it's, if it's one in the afternoon, it's 1.300. Yes. So yeah. whose idea was that? Whose idea was that to do the 13s and the 14s? I don't know. I was, I was just wondering. That's a question. No, I know you were. I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to repeat your question back to you. I wasn't expecting you to answer it. I shall do. Um, How old are you, Summer? I'm, I'm 11, 10, 12. You're, Fantastic. Right, I shall try and get you an answer. All right, I promise you. Um, where does the twenty-four hour clock come from? I think that's probably the neatest summation of the question. Let's go back to Hannah now, who is in Croydon. Hannah, you were about to ask me a question. What was it? Do stars grow as you get older? So, as a star gets older, does it get bigger? Do stars grow as you get older? Yeah, okay. It's on the board. Do stars grow as they get older, like eight-year-olds do, Hannah? I mean, we know that when you're nine, you're going to be bigger than you are now. So so I understand that question. Um, do, do, do stars expand as they get older? It's a brilliant question, actually, and it will demand a degree of astronomy, if not a degree in astronomy, to satisfactorily answer it. Remember... We might need grown-ups to ring in to provide the answers. I'm not generalising or casting any aspersions upon the knowledge levels of my younger listeners, of whom I've clearly got more than usual, but I, I do need to get some answers on the board as well. Phil is in Broccoli. Phil, question or answer? It's an answer, James. I thought you might be of a slightly older vintage, Phil, because you don't meet many <laughs> nine-year-olds called Phil these days. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, I don't know why that is. No, I thought we'd banter for a bit first. Cause, you oh, know, right, okay, mate. Like, yeah, no worries. Because I was just missing adult company, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Over the first few minutes of, of Mystery Hour this week. Which one are you going to answer? Which one are you going to answer? Uh, the, the bee question. I don't know if you recall, we've spoken before about bees because I'm a full-time beekeeper. You and, are a beekeeper, yeah. yes. Yes, I am. And the answer is no, they don't. Um, all bees oh. um, are actually docile away from the hives or from their nests. Uh, the reason people sometimes get stung by them is usually accidental because they slapped them, sat on them or something like that. Unlike yes. wasps, bees are docile away from their hive or nest. And usually, you'll, if you watch them... <clears throat> you'll get a bee come to land on a flower, and if it sees another bee there or it senses a bee there, it moves on. It's not interested in trying to fight for that tiny space when there's a flower next to it. If Polly was here, because Polly is very clever, that was clear from her call, she would probably say something like, what if you had five really hungry bees and only one flower left in the whole world? Then what would happen? 
highly unlikely they would fight over it because it's just not in their nature. Well, you think they'd form an orderly queue? No, I think uh, the first one it was on it, the others would move on and go looking. And they wouldn't be able to establish that this was the only flower left in the whole wide world until it was too late and they were too far away from it to come back and even That's start right. a fight and if they wanted they to, which they probably wouldn't want to due to their placid bee-like nature. Yeah, they wouldn't even realise. Just, I mean, bees would literally fly and keep flying and keep flying until they actually give up and die. They only live for that. Lovely answer. It's a perfect week. answer for Polly. It's a great question, actually, wasn't it, I thought? It was. It was very good. Yes, sir. Absolutely superb. Is the lockdown affecting your beekeeping in any way? No, uh, we're allowed under DEFRA to uh, look after the bees because they're classed as livestock. Fantastic. Fantas- and is it, will it affect the honey? With there being less pollution in yeah. the air and things like that? Or, uh, well, that's a bloody good question, James, to be honest. That's, I what, would I'm, that's say, what I'm here yes, for, Phil. It would probably <laughs> be a pure, purer year for honey, actually, the more I think about that. Yeah, that's a good oh, question, I, I look- mate. I look forward to your, your, your gift arriving in the post after the lockdown and I'll be able to judge for myself on the... Uh... I'll quite happily arrange that. Oh, don't be daft. Thank you, Phil. Oh, we've got a lot That's of right, mate. honey. Do take care. That, they're great yeah, question, you. And I hope, I, hope, I hope you're happy with the answer. Oh, and there's the round of applause. Sorry, I, I forgot. Keith's back in the house today after his own battles. Well, he's been back this week, but it's his first mystery hour in a while and I know how much he's missed it. Uh, Samantha is in Winchmore Hill. Samantha, question or answer? Oh, no, we'll go to Danny in Worcester then. Danny, question or answer? So I hope. Yes, the, here you um, are. What is stripy, it? Stripy toothpaste. Well, um, I, can only, I can only really go for one brand, but that's the main, the main one. That's fine. Um, a stripe is a stripe is a stripe. Well, yeah. It's, um, most of the toothpaste is white. Well, nearly all the toothpaste is white. As the toothpaste comes out through the nozzle, if you look at it, just as you take the, the cap off, the very first, first time before you've squeezed it you'll notice that there's about five or six little ridges and they contain yes. like a red dye or possibly some toothpaste in it and as the white toothpaste comes out the stripes come in it i used to think it was all wound up in there <laughs> with stripes but it is just 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 run me again through how they get it in well the you've got the bulk of it is white so it's yes. the, the majority of toothpaste is white. And in the nozzle, oh, yes. if you're looking at there's some yeah. little ridges, and they've got like a red dye um, yeah. in, in them. There's about five or six, um, which are around the, the edge of the, right. of the exit of where the, where the toothpaste is coming. And as you squeeze it, the, the red dyes, it goes into the toothpaste or sits on the surface, so it looks like it's So if gone. I chopped the tube in half, it would be yeah. white inside at the bottom? Yeah, the well, bottom I've never done it, but I, I absolutely guarantee it is, because I... I was fascinated by this once, and I, 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 when I took the top off, because normally somebody squished, you know, squashed the toothpaste, and they? Yes, the of tube. course. You very rarely get a pristine tube. Well, this is it. So, um, and, and this, this stuff is my favourite toothpaste, actually. Um, yes. So I looked at it, and as it was coming out, I could see the little red, the, the grooves with the little red um, dye in, and as you squeeze, yeah. it just put the dye in. Well, you live and learn, don't I you? Know. That was a great, great question to which it was a I fantastic am sure. Question. Yeah, Jacob will be delighted with your answer. Yeah, and, and also now too much toothpaste. <laughs> no, and uh, also I hope he doesn't conduct any experiments of his own. I hope he believes you and doesn't, <laughs> for example, get the scissors out and start chopping up all the toothpaste in the house because that would be very naughty, Jacob. Well, at least he's uh, a round of applause. <laughs> yes, exactly that. A round of applause for Danny. Great work. And let's try once again with Samantha in Winchmore Hill. Samantha, question or answer? Is there 
coronavirus in space? Is the coronavirus in space? It might be on the surface of a spaceship. It's highly unlikely, but it wouldn't be able to survive in any way in the rest of space because there is no... Well, there's nothing there. It's a vacuum. Okay. Does that answer your question, or, or am I sounding like a show-off who doesn't actually know what he's talking about, Samantha? <laughs> a show-off. What? How dare... This... What? This is a mutiny. 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 Okay, so you need someone who is cleverer than me to tell you whether or not there is any coronavirus in space. How how easy, Samantha, do you think it's going to be to find someone who is cleverer than me? Um, a bit simple. (laughs) Very easy indeed. Thank you very much, Samantha. I shall probably try to get you an answer to your question if i can um is there any coronavirus in space what a great question we've done the fighting bees and the strifey toothpaste we need to know what the first ever board game was for serena and whether infrared cameras can pick up cold-blooded animals for lily and he needs to know whether why there are ridges in tin cans and hannah wants to know whether stars get bigger as they get older and that is stars with a t um, we have checked. Some of my correspondents on Twitter perhaps need to get their ears waxed. And what was Summer, summer in Enfield? That sounds like, it sounds like a rubbish song. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. And Samantha in Winchmore Hill wants to know about the coronavirus in space. What did Summer in Enfield want to know, Keith? I can't, I'll check with you in the break, mate. Um, what was it? Yes, the 24-hour clock. Who came up with the 24-hour clock? Well done, everybody. And we go next to Lee, who's in who. Lee, question or answer? Hi, James. It's an answer, mate. <clears throat> Carry on, Lee. It's about the, uh, the cold-blooded animals, the reptiles, snakes, etc. Yes. Well, well, the answer itself is actually almost in the question. They're cold-blooded. Yes. Now, their actual body temperature is actually uh, controlled by their ambient surroundings. Right. So it's their blood that's cold, but not their body. So they would still be picked up on an infrared camera, assuming the ambient uh, air temperature was of a certain, you know, height. So cold-blooded doesn't mean cold creature? Not at all. Not at all. No, 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 no. That's why uh, most cold-blooded animals, reptiles, snakes, are predominantly found in tropical countries, because obviously they need to uh, get their heat from their surroundings so they can heat their blood up. But their body temperature itself is is, is controlled by their ambient uh, surrounding temperature. That's beautifully, which is why you have to have heat lamps in aquariums for reptiles. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. You now, go. obviously, uh, you know, if your body temperature is, is that low that uh, the infrared camera won't pick it up, then obviously, yes. But uh, assuming the ambient temperature is of a certain degree, uh, it'll always be picked up by infrared because it's a blood that's cold. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Qualifications? I've kept them for most of my life, James. I grew up with them and uh, I've worked with them for really? a few years. And, uh, yeah, I still keep them now. What's the appeal, Lee? Uh, uh, do you know what? It's that otherworldliness. It, it's the yeah, fact that they yeah, do require, that. you know, such looking after. You know, you have to get everything right. You have to get the humidity, the temperature, everything just, just right, you know. And if you do get yes. it right, they'll reward you. Because in a lot of cases, you know, reptiles can, are very clever. You know, they can become very tame. Is that right? And they, they, they oh, recognise who, who, who's looking after them. They recognise the, 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 the carer, as it were. Oh, blimey. Well, I've got a large African monitor. 
And uh, he, yeah, no one likes a show off. Four. No one likes a show off, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll eventually be about four foot, but he's very tame. And really? uh, yeah, he definitely recognises me. I'll definitely, yeah, absolutely, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Well, that's good. You've got me all, got me all dewy eyed about blooming great reptiles there, Lee. Great work. Have a round of applause on me. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. And Top man. And you, yeah, good man, Lee. Thank you for for bearing that in mind. I, I also there's something about enthusiasm. I, I don't know whether Lee will appreciate this. I hope he does. I, I call it the Fred Dibner syndrome. When you see Fred Dibner, the late Fred Dibner on the telly, he was a sort of um, steeplejack, I think, from Lancashire. But the problem with getting any mistakes at all on northern counties is that it's a cardinal sin in those counties. But he he was a steeplejack, fascinated by chimneys and climbing stuff. But something about the way he communicated it was so contagious actually that he made you interested in the things he was interested in and lee had that didn't he there was there was a depth of knowledge and enthusiasm there that was um i probably shouldn't be using words like infectious and contagious in the current context but it's too late now the time is half past 12 bill overton is here with your headlines mystery hour on lbc with james o'brien 12.33 is the time. Mystery hour, um, a rather lovely mystery hour this week. Um, and still some questions needing answers. What was the first ever board game? Someone should know that. A pub quizzer should know that. It's a brilliant question from Serena. Why do tin cans have ridges? Because in design terms, it, it, it makes them less effective than they would otherwise be. Do stars grow? It's gone a little bit Laurel versus Yanni, if you know what I mean by that. But um, I'm sticking with stars. Do stars grow as they get older? Um, where does the 24-hour clock come from? And is there any coronavirus in space? And if you're thinking to yourself, if you've just tuned in and you're thinking, my goodness me, James, the questions this week are absolutely brilliant. They are I, I head and shoulders above the usual calibre of questions that you get on Mystery Hour. What on earth is going on? Then I'd have to tell you that thanks to Jacob and Polly and Lily and Serena and Hannah and Summer and Samantha, with a little shout out to Annie, who's probably beginning to wish she hadn't rung in this week. Um, my questioners are, so far, only one has been over the age of 12. And that is why the quality of questions, I suspect, is so unexpectedly and unprecedentedly high. Uh, let's crack on, shall we? If you can answer any of the ones that are on the board, then please do so. If you've got a question of your own that you'd like to get on board, whatever your age may be, then um, 03456060973 is the number that you need. Let's go to Birmingham. Mark is there. Mark, question or answer? An uh, answer. Good man. Carry on. So the, so the question about stars growing as they grow older. Yes. Um, so if we take our son as an example, um, our son is powered by a process called fusion, which happens in the core. And that occurs because hydrogen atoms basically smash together with so much force. They stick together to make a new element, helium, and that releases yes. a huge amount of energy, which keeps the star glowing. Our sun has been doing that stably for about four and a half billion years, and it's got enough hydrogen in the core to do it for about the same amount of time again. Um, but right. in about four and a half billion years' time, the hydrogen in the core will start to run low. It will start to drop. And what happens yeah. then is the core contracts, and that heats the star up, which pushes the outer layers massively out into space. So it won't grow in terms of mass, but it will grow hugely in size. I think roughly... And, th and then it will die. Yeah, yeah. It will, it will eventually just, you know, fusion will stop. But our sun, wow. I think the current prediction is that the outer layers will swell out to roughly pretty much where the Earth is in its orbit at the moment. So Venus and Mercury will be completely swallowed by the sun. 
if we survive it, you know, obviously life would have ended by then because it'll be pretty mm. warm on Earth. But then eventually the whole process just dies oh, out. Yeah. The outer layers of the sun will waft away into space to become an amazing nebula. And what will be left behind, a small white dwarf, will gradually over about 30 to 50 billion years, I think, just fade away. So probably after the lockdown has ended then? Hopefully. <laughs> what are your qualifications? That's a beautiful answer, by the way. What, what are your qualifications? Oh, thank you. Um, I'm a physics teacher, but also a keen oh. amateur astronomer as well. Well, there, well, you could not have been better qualified, Mark. Accept this round of applause with our compliments. Thank you. Especially from Hannah. I don't suppose you want to have a crack at answering whether or not scars with a C grow as they get older, just to, 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 to keep um, my good friend Ian Lee happy. I guess it depends on what they eat. <laughs> I give up. Thank you, mate. Chris is in Ealing. Chris, question or answer? Hello, good afternoon, James. It's an answer, please. Carry on, Chris. Okay, it's to do with the cans. Um, you were right. It is to do with the uh, keeping it stronger. Um, so. The reason that they put the uh, they squash it so that you get the, the sort of the rigidness of it. It keeps it strong. If you just had it plain and smooth, it'd be very flimsy, and that's why they do it. You were actually correct. Yes. I, th I thought I was, but it's nice to... Well, I need to check on your qualifications before I call you an expert. What okay, are your qualifications? Well, quali sorry, qualifications were myself and my daughter, Camilla, we were watching that programme Inside the Factory a few weeks ago. Um, oh, with Mr. we love Wallace. that, with, um, with Greg it's Wallace. Absolutely fantastic. And he was at the... Um, I don't know if I can say their name, but they're yeah, very big company. of course you can. Um, oh, Heinz, um, yes. and they were making, you know, tin soup. And yes. it was a canning procedure. And they said, why do you make the why do you put the little dents in them? And it's basically structural to keep the can strong. If you didn't put the, the dents in them, then the can would be all soft and flimsy. And that's why... why... That? why? Well, it's a beautiful answer. You've got your round of applause, but you have to share it with Camilla, obviously. What? Um, why is that programme so good? Because, uh, I don't know, it just it hooks you in from beginning to end. It, really, it just simple... totally does. It does. It totally it's so does. fascinating, yeah. And his enthusiasm, again, maybe, is... A, He's got a touch of the Fred Dibners about him as well because his enthusiasm is quite infectious. Have you seen the one about, was it Le Crusade this week, making the pans? Yeah, making the, yeah absolutely. Well, that was yes, incredible. Yeah. That Wouldn't was so knowledgeable. I mean, I learned so the, much. Yeah. yeah. yeah from mining great. iron ore, from mining iron yeah. ore right through to making a bula bass or, 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 or chucking pans back <laughs> yeah. on a defective file. Oh, well, you've earned this yeah. with flying colours, Mark. Uh, no, uh, Chris, sorry, Chris. And thank Ian. you very much, Dan. Thank you very much. No, thank you. And half of that at least, possibly three quarters for, for your daughter Camilla as well. Uh, 12.39 is the time. Um, what was the first ever board game? I'm going to answer that myself uh, if, if no one rings in. But I don't know whether Serena would accept that. We've done the ridged cans. We've done do stars grow. We need to do, and I'll tell you what, when I said to Hannah, that we needed someone who wasn't just a show-off and knew what they were talking about to answer that question. Oh, no, that, that was the coronavirus question, I think, with, with Samantha. That's still there. Is there any coronavirus in space? And where does the 24-hour clock come from? Charlotte is in Litchfield. Charlotte, question or answer? Um, question, please. Carry on. What makes bones stop growing? How does your body know to stop your arms from growing to the floor? Well, be quite, would it be useful to have arms that reach the floor or not? I can't decide. I mean, you wouldn't have to bend over as much when you were clearing up, would you? be good for Lego. Bones. I don't know. I thought I might be able to answer that one, Charlotte, but absolutely nothing has appeared in my brain as I waited. Um, so I shall find out for you. How does your body know you. or, or to, 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 to tell stop. your bones to, to stop, stop growing? To the floor. growing? 
And it's all bones. I mean, you're not obsessed with arms. You're interested in other bones and other limbs as well. Oh, I like that. How old are you, Charlotte? I'm keeping a tally this week. Ten. Ten years old. Fantastic question. I shall try to find out for you. It's probably got something to do with with evolution, but quite what it's got to do with evolution, I don't know. Why, Why do your bones stop? Why do we stop growing? Why do we stop growing is what she essentially asked with particular reference to bones and arms 12:41 is the time um my i've got to tell you my notes this week are an absolute skip fire so i hope someone else is keeping an eye on proceedings we'll do the bones question for charlotte we've got the coronavirus question for samantha the 24 hour clock question for summer and as, according to my calculations that is it so if you can answer any of those three questions you've got a very very good chance of getting on the radio this week henri is in ealing henri question or answer I have a question. Carry on. It is, do fishes drink water? Because I know In... that they're surrounded by water, but they don't have a system like us to drink water. No. In, so, I mean, they ingest water, as in, you know, it goes into them and then comes out of their gills. But when you say drink, you mean, do they, do they need the fluid? As it, as it were. Am I right or not? Yes, like, do they get thirsty and need to drink as well as filter air through their gills? Yes, you know, I could tell you were clever. Um, I shall find out for you, Henri. Do, do, do fish drink water? Uh, it's a great question, actually. I, I wonder who would know. Um, bear with me. We will try and get you an answer to that question imminently. It is 12.42. Clayton, thank you, Henri. How old are you, Henri, before you go? I'm 13, thank you for asking. Well, you're very welcome. Do you realise you're the second oldest contributor, the second oldest questioner on Mystery Hour this week, and you're and you're 13 years old? That's quite a turn up for the book. So now all we have to do is get you a jolly good answer to that question. Clayton is in Woodford. Clayton, question or answer? Answer. Carry on, uh, I Clayton. Think, I think it's your board game question. Um, yes. Now, uh, uh, the oldest board game that I know is a Viking board game or a Norwegian board game called Taffel. Um, and the reason I know this is because there was an exhibit in a museum in, on the South Coast, and they asked us to oh, yeah. 3D print the pieces for them. Oh, wow. So that they could have some examples of... Um, is it a bit like chess? It's, a, it's very similar to chess, yeah, but they, so we printed a load of pieces off for them so visitors could go and actually have a go at playing the game without oh, having wow. to touch the original pieces. Oh, Wow. What great, I mean, there's that. There's a very ancient chess set on on one of the Scottish islands as well. It's got it's, it's it's named after the island where it was found, and I think that came over with the Vikings. Unfortunately, despite your brilliant qualifications, I can I know there's a game that's older than that. Really? Yeah, oh. I'm thinking three thousand years ago in China, mate. Oh, oh, is that Mahjong? Is it? Mahjong might be a contender. I'm not going definitive on that. There's another one that I'm thinking of, which um. Computers have, have recently, for the very first time, computers have, have managed to beat humans. I, I could be wrong, but I, I can't give you the... I'll give you a round of applause for your brilliant qualifications involving 3D printers, but I can't give you a round of applause for your answer. Okay, thank you. Hi, oh, thank you, mate. That was a, it's a great bit of business. Um, Grant is in Bermondsey. Grant, question or answer? Uh, it's an answer. Which question? Uh, to the board game one. Ah, good. Go on, then. Uh, so it's Senate. What's that? It's an ancient Egyptian board game, and it's the oldest known board game to have existed. Um, it's a uh, three-by-six tiled game. 
Um, and I think the oldest um, known copy is from about 3000 yeah. BC. See, I was going to go with Go. Yeah, I know you were going to go with Go. I, I heard that and I was like, no, it's, I remember reading this in a... Is like, it definitely kind of older? It def- it's it's yeah. definitely established. I mean, it might not, yeah. it might have. I mean, Go might have predated it, but in terms of proof and evidence, it's... How do you spell Senet? Uh, S-E-N-E-T. I might not be pronouncing it cor- correctly, but I've just always called it Senet. I, I, I don't think there'll be many ancient Egyptians listening to pick you up on your pronunciation, um, Grant. Um, I love that. What are your qualifications? Uh, I read it in a, um old Egyptian encyclopedia for kids when I was, like, 12 years old. And it's stuck forever. Yep, it's like, I've always loved board games as well, so it's just one of those things. That's, that's a great question. Um, I think it was, I've lost the person. Yes, it was Serena who wanted an answer to that question. What, what if you had to, I don't know if you know this, so don't, don't worry, mm-hmm. you've already got your round of applause. What, can we think of a more modern or more commonly known game to which it bears a passing resemblance? Um, I've never actually played it, so I couldn't no. really... Um, say, but a bit like it, or something like that. Yeah, it looks like kind of a checkersy sort of thing. Maybe it's like kind oh. of a combination of chess and checkers or something like counters, that. Counters, counters on a board. Counters on a board is going to be the starting point. I think it's funny because yeah. when he asked about board games, when Serena, sorry, she asked about board games, I, I was thinking of much more modern things. Like what was the first commercially produced boxed board game like Monopoly or Cluedo and that might be what she meant but that's not the answer she's going to get she's getting this nope. answer here it's the ancient ancient Egyptian board game of Senate round of applause for Grant in Bermondsey thank you very much thank you very much and I'm glad we gave Clayton in Woodford a round of applause as well because his answer was dripping with knowledge and interesting uh, information albeit that it, it, it didn't actually constitute a correct answer it's 12.46 Coming up at one on LBC, Sheila Fogarty. As the leaders of the world's seven largest advanced economies meet to discuss the coronavirus crisis, I'll focus on our economy, your work and your safety at work. Sheila Fogarty on LBC. Mystery Hour on LBC with James O'Brien. 12.48 is the time and Mystery Hour has been an unalloyed joy this week. We still need to know how your body knows to stop growing, how, how your bones know to stop growing. And do you know what? Charlotte's question is even more brilliant than we realised when she asked it because, of course, um, things like fingernails and hair carry on growing. So what is it about bones and what have you that stops growing? How does your body do that? And Samantha wants to know whether or not there is any coronavirus in space i tried to answer that but she was quite frankly very dismissive of my uh, intelligent attempt at answering that question indeed she she agreed with some alacrity to my suggestion that i was a massive show-off who didn't know what i was talking about so um watch this space and I, I, there was one other was there um and the 24-hour clock we need to know who came up summer in enfield wants to know who came up with the 24-hour clock where did that come from um do not adjust your radio sets one of my neighbors that i don't know because they're behind me rather than alongside me i think they've just started mowing their lawn so um just bear with me for the next 10 minutes of the program alex is in guildford alex question or answer answer james can you hear the lawnmower mate no no just uh your oh, all right thank thank goodness for that what a really i can but i shall ignore it like a true professional which question would you like to answer the fish one 
please. Oh, thank God, I forgot about that. Sorry, God, that's outrageous. Henri wants to know whether or not fish can drink water. Take it away, Alex. Right, I'll keep this as simple as I possibly can. Yes. The answer is osmosis. <laughs> Go on. Come on, Keith. Come on, Keith. Where are you? Are, are you sure? Uh, hang on, hang on. Go. Whoa, 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 Keith. You follow my instructions, not Alex's. Are you? No, that because the question is, do fish drink water? So the answer can't be osmosis. The answer is yes or no. Well, I suppose it's yeah. What well, does fish drink water? I mean, if you're defining it through their mouth, I don't know. But... No, that's ingesting. Do they need water? to hydrate themselves in the same way that, that mammals do? Well, of course they do, yeah. They're a living creature. And they absorb it via yeah. a semi-permeable membrane using a process which you described Called at the osmosis. beginning. It was. Go on then, Keith. Oh, thank uh, you. I wonder, so uh, it, it's been a while, Alex, what percentage, yeah. I've got so many more listeners now, I'm not, not showing off, I, I'm quite happy to admit it when I'm showing off, but I've got hundreds of thousands more listeners a week than I had when we started doing that, and we haven't done it for ages, so I'm just wondering what proportion of the people listening have got a Scooby-Doo, what is going on when you say that word and we play that chorus? I think very few, and I don't think your, some of your staff have a clue as well, one of them, when I no, um, they don't. No. got put through. No. When I said Perhaps my qualifications, they said to me, um, yeah. "Oh, and I wouldn't normally put you through for that." No, oh, well, I'm with. I've been. Mean, well, I think that you know that establishes you as as hardcore mystery, our hardcore mystery, our purist, well, and and my uh, wonderful colleagues, Harrell and uh, and Ava have have not been around for as long as you and I have, I Alex. I know, and I, I would tell you what I was trying to get through for last week because I thought you'd really find it interesting, but they didn't put me through, so. Well, I'm going to have to trust their judgment on that one. What are your qualifications? What are your what are your qualifications on the fish question? I have heard it in the best ever. I I think I think I'm going to give you a round of applause. Although I sense that Henri was a quite a hard taskmaster, and he may not feel we've gone far enough. Luckily, the management's decision is final. Round of applause for Alex, please. Thank you, James. Cheers. Mate. Yeah, I thought this might happen. Sam's in Feltham. Sam, question or answer? It's an answer. Carry on. And it's an answer to the toothpaste question. So it's, so it's a actually a steward's inquiry. Oh, jinx, padlock one, two, three. <laughs> Carry on. Okay, what actually happens is when the toothpaste is made, it's made yes. out of white and the other colours. So you've yes. got the main colour of white and then you've got the smaller colours that are in a different uh, tube. Sorry, a different nozzle. Yeah. So when it's actually yes. pumped into the tube... It, because of the viscosity, it all sticks together. So it actually doesn't do what the guy who answered it before does. It's not actually in well, the tube. Well, he it, was he made. was he was at great he was at great pains to tell us that this was only on one brand of stripy toothpaste to which his theory applied. But I. I mean, I lean towards yours because I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures of toothpaste tubes chopped in half and, and the stripes run from top to bottom, don't they? That's correct. And sometimes you get the actual pump uh, toothpaste. Yes, you and do. And you, you can see it there that it's not what you can. You can, you can, you can. So maybe there is a single brand which fits Danny's description, but your steward's inquiry has been upheld. Um, what are your qualifications? Mm. What are your qualifications out of interest? I actually work for a company that make toothpaste. Shut up. Nope. 
So have you been on the production line? <laughs> have you have you been down on the on the shop floor checking out the? You can you can actually go and see anything made where I work. That's lovely. Well, it's got you a round of applause as well. So a round of applause for Sam with a successful shirt inquiry. No, beautifully done, Sam. Thank you. Thank you so much. Look after yourself. 12.54 is the time. And um, so we've got the 24-hour clock and coronavirus in space and bones. So if you know the answer to any of those questions, you will get on. And we could go... Um, we could go peak mystery hour. We could clear the board completely. So where does the 24-hour clock come from? When, when was it invented? Who invented it? What is the reason why we stop growing? And is there any coronavirus in space where no one can hear you scream? 12.54 is the time. Giotti is in... doesn't say where you are, Giotti, but here you are. Question or answer? Answer. Carry on, Giotti. Okay, so um, apparently... Where there are two bones in either one of your hands, and yeah. when they join together, your body knows to stop growing. Seriously? Yeah. Which bones in my hand? Do you know? No, I'm not really sure what they're called, but they're two bones, and then as you grow, they, uh, they are slowly joining together, and then once they touch, then your body stops growing. Well, I, I mean, I really like this answer, and I, I don't want to... I don't want to seem pushy, but what are your qualifications? Um, I I asked the doctor when they took an X-ray of my hand. Really? Yeah. And he said when those two bones join together, that is when you have stopped growing. Yeah. It's a really good answer. How old are you? I'm 11. Oh, great stuff. Um... I think I'm going to give you a round of applause for that. I just, I, I've got, do you know what a chicken and egg problem is, Giotti? No. So when you say, if I said to you, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And you'd say, well, the egg, obviously. And I'd say, well, who laid the egg? And then go, oh, no, it must be the chicken. And then I'd say, well, what did the chicken come out of? So I, I don't know if the bones meet because your body has stopped growing or your body stops growing because the bones have met. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, but to be honest, I'd say a circle has no beginning. If you answer, if right, you can we have three, three, three rounds of applause for Giotti, please? One, two, and finally, beautifully done. Absolutely beautifully done. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful answer, and also you dealt with my quibbling in an expert fashion, from which many Brexiters could probably learn a thing or two. Thank you, Giotti. Patrick is on the line. Patrick, question or answer? Apparently we've stopped putting locations on the screen. Carry on. Well, what have you got? It's an answer to the coronavirus question. Oh, good. Is there any coronavirus in space? Which is a very good question, because we do Isn't lose it? a little bit of atmosphere in space uh, all the time. However... Uh, coronaviruses are quite unstable viruses. They last right. up to a matter of days, five days, six yeah. days max. Yes. And indeed, as they would drift up through the atmosphere, they'd be exposed to more and more ultraviolet radiation. And ultraviolet okay. radiation destroys uh, nucleic acids. That's why we get skin cancer and so on. It, it damages oh. nucleic acids. So yes. as it would drift up in the atmosphere it would get more and more ultraviolet, being less and less shielded by ozone and so on. So the answer to that would be no, there wouldn't be any viable, at least, virus in space uh, because, as I say, it's quite an unstable one, having a fatty coat 
uh, ra- uh, rather than a protein. And that, that, I mean, that's another chicken and egg question, actually, because the, the, you don't even need to know whether or not if you could get it into space before it somehow avoiding all the ultraviolet light and 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 um, yeah, yeah. Then it prob- then it wouldn't be able to survive anyway. But your answer explains why that's a that's a theoretical speculation. Yeah. Oh, it's a great, oh, what a beautiful answer, what a great week. What are your qualifications? I studied viruses at uni, and I uh, am a biology teacher. So when we say that with this final segment of Mystery Hour, we are following the science, Patrick, we'd be both topical and correct. <laughs> You're following, uh, yes, a version of science, in this case, the correct one, yes. Yeah, so this is biological science as opposed to or, or virology, virological science as opposed to behavioural science. Round of applause for Patrick, please. Oh, lovely. I just need to apologise to Summer. We didn't get an answer to the 24-hour clock question, but don't worry, we'll be here next week, and I hope we'll be doing Mystery Hour. That's it from me for another day. We'll do it all again tomorrow morning from 10. The next voice you will hear here on LBC belongs to Sheila Fogarty. The G7 meets today online, like the rest of us, the world's seven largest advanced economies, including the UK, led by Dominic Raab in for Boris Johnson, will discuss the impact coronavirus is having and is likely to continue to have on the global economy. I want to focus as well on your economy, your job, your sector and your community's future. Is globalisation forever changed by Covid, exposed as it left many countries with no quick supply chains for vital equipment? Is help coming for you as work has dried up because of the lockdown? Are you, like bus and train drivers tell us, working in unsafe conditions during the crisis? And as talk turns to life after lockdown, how do you feel about returning to work while coronavirus still reigns? On your radio, on Global Player and... Play LBC. Leading Britain's conversation, this is LBC. LBC.